What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Speaking Llama, a Survivor podcast. This is your favorite host, as always, coming at you from Dallas, Texas, alongside in Austin, Texas, my co-host, the one, the only, as I like to say, the kind of okay, Alex Christ. Alex, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, Caleb. It's, it's a, a beautiful evening in Austin, Texas, the best place uh, to live um, for millennials, apparently. Um, well, I, yeah, did. I, 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 I did notice your tone. You were very excited. And then as you were describing me, just like incremental, incrementally just sounded bored to, uh, to introduce me. So thanks. Thanks for that, Caleb. Well, I, I mean, that, that is, uh, on par with how I feel about you. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You can only fake it for so long. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the real story. Um, no, but seriously, Alex, we are here recording uh, a little bit late. We have been this second half of this of this season have been kind of up and down on the re- recording out. Lots of things been going on. Uh, I had family in town this past week. Uh, couldn't get the recording out. Uh, but we are here now on a Sunday evening uh, with having the opportunity to uh, think about the game a little bit longer. So maybe, you know, I, I mean, my takes are always solid, but Maybe Alex's takes will be better uh, tonight. Uh, Don't bet on it. (laughs) A little bit uh, later on. Um, But yeah, Alex, we are uh, just finished episode 10 of season 42. Uh, I believe it's episode 10. That has, you you know, I I don't know the numbers uh, on here. Um, Well, again, Paramount Plus would tell me otherwise and again i don't trust paramount plus ever since they teased us with australian survivor for a couple months and then took it away uh, why, why mid episode for me so <laughs> i, I wait 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 it. you were watching it and then it just like, yeah i put it on pause to make dinner and then i came back and it wouldn't load so then i closed the app on my tv and opened it back up and it was gone only you that would happen to i know so i okay I no okay hold on. hold on hold on hold on This is very important. I know that listeners to the podcast can't see this, but Alex, for my vindication, because a couple weeks ago, we argued about what episode it was. Paramount Plus, episode 10, baby. Yeah, that's Paramount Plus. I'm just telling you, we're both right. We're both right. (laughs) No, we're not. Correct. No, we are not. So recapping episode 10 and 11 of Survivor season 42, uh, recapping. Um, and reacting to this episode, Alex, we had a fun uh, night of Survivor, um, or if you were like me, uh, afternoon when I watched it a couple days later, um, and saw a lot of things happen. Uh, we're, we're getting to a uh, what seems like a rhythm of where we see ten minutes of some content, and then we just like jump into the immunity challenge, and like that's mm-hmm. the rest of the episode, uh, which like you know feels it, it's it's there are some exciting things that have happened uh but we had a lot just twist wise happen this episode but before we get into that right uh you know as uh we always do on these recaps so we we don't go over every single moment of the episode so if you need a refresher go right go to survivor wiki or go back and watch the episode again or maybe maybe you don't need a refresher because it's on top of mind but alex how did you feel about the fallout from the high vote, right? We see Marianne and, and Romeo, you know, celebrating. They're like yeah. feeling like they're on the top now, which like Marianne, I love you. You're on the tribe. The people going from the, <laughs> the, the bottom to the top happens every single season of Survivor. I don't know what you've been watching. Uh, so <laughs> my favorite thing you just said, it was Marianne, you're on the tribe. <laughs> That's all you can say. Not on the top, not on the bottom. She's just on the tribe. She is great, but she is just on the tribe. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was fun to watch. I I was rooting for High uh, this season. I was excited for him. I thought he was playing a great game, and um, I was sad that Omer like broke up my Mike and High uh, Mike, oh, if yeah. you will. Um, and, and so to see Mike so like vindicated and frustrated and and angry at High was like, oh man, like. That's all based on a lie, um, and, and so that's that's fresh. Some of it's based on a lie, right? Yeah. I, well, we, so it, it makes me wonder, like, right, how much, right? 
it's to Omar's credit, right? We said earlier, like he took this small kernel of truth and yeah. made a lie out of it, right? That that Mike was already like, I I, I can't believe that that one thing that Omar said turned hot, turned Mike into the Mike that we saw yes. at the beginning of this episode. Yes. Uh, but that high over the course of however long made Mike feel it's like second fiddle. Yes. So, well, and so, the, so there's that aspect of it. I like the idea of like Lindsay and Drea it kind of, they were like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's talk tomorrow. You know, realizing the amulet advantage had just increased a tier uh, after sending uh, high home. Um, and then we have Romeo who is so excited. High's gone. Um, yeah. He, he, in a confessional that night, he said, I'm playing such a good under the radar game. Um, and then we see him and Marianne the next morning talking like, yeah, like, you know, we were on the bottom. Now we're in the power position. Um, and so like, but then the next scene, we see the other five saying, like, pissed off at, at Romeo for eating all the time and never moving and never doing anything for camp. So I guess my question for you, Caleb, as I'm thinking about this opening scene, um, what's the difference between someone playing an under-the-radar game and someone who, who's a goat in a season? You know, like, what's that fine line? Because as a viewer, we haven't seen Romeo playing a great under-the-radar game. We, we haven't seen much of him, but we haven't seen much strategy either. Um, and clearly the other five in that majority lines with Drea, Mike, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Omer, they're all kind of on board of like, hey, he's not doing a single thing around camp. But he's saying he's playing a great under-the-radar game. How, how do you define those two, and how can you differentiate those two, Caleb? Yeah, well, Alex, you know how I feel about uh, people calling other people goats because I don't believe there are really any goats in Survivor. There is just better games and worse games and that some games need to be respected more than others or need, need more respect. Uh, I'm looking at several past uh, recent Survivor players, uh, in particular, Gavin. Come on, buddy. Uh, but to answer your question, I think that the difference between a being perceived as a goat and being and playing an under the radar game really comes down to your knowledge of what is happening in the tribe. Uh, and what I and what I mean by that is like, are you plugged in to the decision making? Which it doesn't mean that you are necessarily the one driving the decisions, but are you plugged in to the decision making? And and I think we've seen from Romeo that he has not been plugged into the decision-making. Uh, to contrast, I think two people in particular are Marianne and Lindsay, who have both been plugged into the decision-making. Lindsay's been a little bit more proactive as of late based on what we've seen. But I would say those two are playing much better, quote, under the radar games than Romeo is, just mainly because Romeo hasn't been in the know. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, and the fact that I think to have a good under the radar game, you have to have a core alliance. Um, now, subtle um, alliances, secret alliances are even better, uh, but we really haven't seen him align with anybody. He's kind of been a, been a rogue vote. And now I think this is the third tribal council. If we look at now the Drea vote out where he has voted with the person going home, um, <laughs> he hasn't voted the person going out. And maybe that's just... Uh, uh, a brilliant strategic moment of him, you know, choosing not to go with the majority each week uh, for some reason. But I, I think more of it's just kind of being out of the loop or being told uh, not the full truth about what's going down. So, yeah, yeah th it, that's it, what stood out to me that episode or the, the yeah. beginning of the episode. It, you know, that could also always be the right a someone who's more in the know, right? The Taku four telling Romeo to vote for Mike in case a right. shot in the dark happens or, right? And so, but even then, right? So we, we can't know for certain whether he's in the know or not based off of the vote, but it looks like over the course of this merge that he's just been out of the loop more often than not. Um, and so like the... Other thing that I loved about the beginning of this episode, which like CBS, we love the camp life. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we, I, it's two things that we, we 
I don't remember the last time we like saw like disgruntled tribe mates. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we saw two instances of it. We get them the classic uh, blast from Mike of like, you know where, you know where Mike's or, or you know where Romeo's best move is reaching City into right the there. pot. Yeah. Right. Like, and like, <laughs> He hasn't moved all game. And so, which like, I, at first, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, you're talking about his, uh, like, gameplay in the game of Survivor. And then I realized, oh, wait, it, he's talking about his physical location. And then I thought, oh, wait, maybe it works both ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's even that contrasted with the next scuff uh, at, at camp about food again, where we see Jonathan saying like, I expend 2000 calories a day. I need food. And Romeo is about a third of Jonathan's size. And we see Romeo sneaking extra rice and always, you know, getting more. Um, so it was funny that those two kind of comments and, and scenes were related to food at this point, which is not shocking. They have what, five days left, four days left, and they really haven't eaten anything. Yeah. Which like, other than Applebee's. Uh, give us other than Applebee's. Um, yeah, give us more of that content. Uh, we also see right the budding continued alliance between Lindsay and Drea, which like that was short-lived. Uh, but uh, and, and then the target of Jonathan kind of being continuing to grow and, and, and him being a challenge beast. And then we jump right into the immunity <laughs> challenge. We're, we're here, right? You, you want some more content? You want a reward challenge? Well, too bad. We are at the immunity challenge and we get a, another i won't say um welcomed but it was there uh monologue from jeff talking about the the thing that's about to happen um but what it is alex R- real quick thing uh two things one that's the second time you're like it's there uh, tonight so <laughs> i appreciate that good humor uh, two so this is this is a weird reference but I think of it every time Jeff does this. And I know someone listening knows this reference. I, I, I'm assuming you don't know the reference, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, a while ago on TikTok, like these TikTok or Instagram um, real videos, there used to be this woman who like tries to uh, give you like secrets on how to get free things or how to like get around rules or, or something like that. And it'd always be like her, you know, at a, at a fake scene at an airport and they're telling her, you know, hey, you can't do this. And she'd be like, actually, I can. And then she like turns to the camera and be like, that's because I follow so-and-so. And, and she tells me all the tips and like goes back to the person and, and talks about it. So then we see a lot of people like making parodies of it. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, like officer, he does like, I, you know, I don't, I don't have to go to the speed limit. And then like turn to the camera and be like, he doesn't know I know this, you know, and, and look back and it's like all, all these really strange things. So that's what I think of every time when Jeff like is at the camera and he's like, they don't know this, you know, let's bring him in. <laughs> and it's like, come on in guys. I always think of like those just like dumb TikToks of uh, people like trying to swindle people. Uh, and it's like, Jeff, come on, man. That was like six months ago. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, a, it was a year ago for Jeff. So, you know, it's true. Uh, it's, not, it's not a parody in Jeff's mind. It's uh, <laughs> it's real. So it just I, which, me up. I do want to know how many times between 41 and 42 they had to like <laughs> jeff messed up his like saying and like the cast was walking in because they time it so perfectly they had to go all right everyone get like start over i i think it's fake i don't think i don't think it's perfect timing i thought of that the first time this there, time it's like i don't think I don't there's think a couple the- times where we like we literally see them walking behind him in not not this episode yes, not this like, episode but we did see it previously i think this episode it was it's all fake well, there you go. There you go. Well, some people would say Survivor is fake, but we don't like those people, some Alex. People. Some people. So we get the twist that we saw from last season uh, where uh, the do or die twist and uh, every player is given the option to play and risk being uh, having to play a chain of, game of chance if they get out first um, and, you know, Unsurprisingly, uh, more more people sit out. Uh, I believe last time around there was four in season forty one that that played, and three that sat out. I can't remember. I 
this episode in 41 it was like my first day on my new job and i was like driving back and was commuting and missed the first half hour of the the episode so i have no memory of it uh well we we see jonathan and Lindsay are the only two to to stack up which like i wonder alex like i'm 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 genuinely surprised that more people did not try to play Uh, uh mainly just because like they've been talking about how we need to get jonathan out We've seen this beat. And so this tells me one of two things. Either A, Jonathan has just been that dominant at challenges that like people aren't like people aren't even going to try to make a put like they're just not going to risk it because there's no way we're beating him. Uh, And and B is really that just that. and I don't even I don't even remember what I was going to say for B. It'll come back to me. But yeah, well, I I'm I'm about to look it up real quick. But I'm pretty sure uh, Jonathan, Lindsay, and Tori are the only ones who have won immunity. Yeah, this season, right? Yep. Um, oh, so I, like I I don't blame them for uh, <laughs> not going uh, and realize that, like if I'm Omer, Mike, Drea, Romeo, Marianne, I'm like, well. Lindsay, good luck. <laughs> you know, like you're our only hope. Um, now I am a little surprised. I think looking at this challenge, because we see Jonathan kind of almost inspecting, like, how big are these footholes? Like, let's look at this. I anticipated more people to think Jonathan would be bad at this challenge, given how right. large yeah. he is. I, I feel like someone like even Romeo size could be really good at this challenge. Yep. Um, being a little bit of a smaller frame, um, I, I think would be beneficial in this type of challenge. So um, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was, I was surprised um, that, they, yeah, well, uh, that they didn't. Uh, sorry, High also wanted me to be. Uh, he did. My he apologies. Did. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about too, right, when I, when I said B and I forgot it, was that this like narrative of we need to get Jonathan out really isn't as significant of one like that and, and just in regards that people aren't quite as afraid to have him at the end uh except for like he takes a spot uh potentially but yeah final seven seems like a very important uh vote and to not right even attempt to play yeah it was a huge decision by a lot of people uh, right, Lindsay got like Lindsay was feeling very bad about her decision. Like, why would she even do that? And I'm over here thinking, Lindsay, like that was, I, I I'm with you. I think more people should have tried to play. Um, yeah. if if you really need Jonathan out, right? Because now, yes. like, I know that right, the odds of him winning so many immunities are like, are less, but he won an immunity with only having to beat one person right mm-hmm. we might as well say like if he was guaranteed to win three or four immunities i'm not even accounting this immunity because it was only against one person right. and and so like yeah I, I think it was potentially somebody made a really tough call uh, to not play i understand drea not doing it mainly because why risk get, like not having any of that power that you've collected it just becomes a moot point um so well and same with mike having an idol it's like ooh, like that that's not that's not smart because if he sits out at least he can still play the idol um so yeah i understand those two and my i was wondering like what would they do if only jonathan played uh which like do they give him immunity or do they force him to do this game of chance my assumption is they would randomly make the other six draw a rock and one of them oh i i think it would have been they just don't do the game of chance oh i, that, I feel like jeff would be like he would have been pissed. jeff would be pissed and be like all right like we're gonna make you choose again and if still no one does it then one of you six are randomly going to get it uh, I feel like <laughs> that's, that's something they would do okay alex important question here Yes. about this like twist it's the second time we've seen it yes uh do you think no cbs does it again right we, we continue to have this and will we see more people just completely choose to forego because the risk is too high 
because theoretically seasons after this one will have seen this twist play out. I don't think they should do it again. Um, I don't think it's, I feel like there are some twists in survivor that elevate the gameplay. It forces people to play a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think there are twists that almost, uh, they kind of water down the strategy a little bit where it's like, it's either too risky or too much or the payoff isn't good enough. Um, you know, for, for one of those, I think like the hourglass twist would fall into that category as well. It's like, it's one of those twists. It's so unbalanced. It's so obvious what to pick. Like it just screws over people. Um, and, and I think this is one of those two. It's, it's one of those people are playing it safe and it's like, well, you might as well just walk into tribal with no one have immunity. Like, because no one wants to risk that. Um, I really, I, I will give you credit if you said it. I'm pretty sure you said it last year or last season that they should tell the odds ahead of time. Uh, because when he just, he very vaguely says a game of chance, a game of chance. I even watched it a second time earlier today and he never said two out of three, you're going home. I feel like most people would assume it's like 50, 50, or maybe even a one out of three chance you go home, but like a two out of three chance you go home just by losing a challenge. Like that's, that's a lot that, that feels extreme. I feel like they should either tell them or make it 50, 50. I think they should probably do both is tell them and it's 50, 50. Uh, You know, one of the things I like about the twist in general is that it kind of harkens back to the old reward challenge where it was like you had to answer trivia questions or you ask questions answer questions about the tribe uh, and people like it reveals the tribal dynamics and where people think they're at play and that reward challenge provided another layer of like understanding dynamics uh, and what people may or may not think about you right and so like there's the classic um, you know challenge in one world where like the questions asked who's most delusional and the person who's most delusional is like, what, like, what, why would y'all vote me that? And so, uh, and like that proceeds to have relational issues going on in the season after that, because of that challenge. And that this challenge does something similar, right? You know, you kind of mentioned that, you know, some twists add uh, layers and, or, or don't. And I, I, I would say that this has the opportunity to add layers because it shows you where people stack up in the game. Now, the issue here is, or where people think they stack up in the game. The issue here is that you have Jonathan. Yeah. And right, like how much did, does the fact that Jonathan is there yeah. is that people said, I'm not doing this. Um, yeah, that's true. And yeah, and it, I feel like Lindsay probably felt that pressure too of like, I have to go up against Jonathan. Yeah, um, I, you heard me. I, I think more people should have. Yes. Um, there, there's a couple of, like, I, I mean, I, Romeo, I'm sorry, buddy. You should, you, you should. should have done it. Um, yeah. mainly because like you're already on the bottom. I know you're trying to like, I don't know that you understand. And based off what we've seen, right. I, I, Romeo doesn't have a path to victory from what we can tell. Yeah. Um, well, so, and, and I mean, first of all, it, for clarity, I would never be able to compete in that challenge or succeed in it. I would compete, yeah. but I, I would be terrible at that challenge. Um, we see them struggling pretty bad after about 10 minutes, um, yeah. both shaking, both very intense in pain. But I, I'm thinking back to this challenge in like San Juan del Sur, and we see Natalie up there. I can't remember if she wins or not, but I remember like that's when like she uh, she spits and it like gets on her shirt. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I think reads in there and like spits and then that's what she does but it's like the people it had to last more than 10 minutes because I remember um, there's like that whole conversation of uh, Wes is like hey Jeff remember when you were on that show two and a half men and like it, it's like it's like a lot of dialogue and just like kind of like bored people who have already gotten out and so it, it didn't feel as like I'm pretty sure it wasn't only 10 minutes long um, when, when they did that in previous seasons. Now I'm sure the food, you know, obviously takes that into uh, account for this season, but I, I feel like someone could have beaten both Jonathan and Lindsay in this challenge. Um, yeah, but potentially. I mean, we saw uh, 
minor spoiler uh that's the new name of our podcast apparently according to alex uh we are like christian from david versus goliath not the strongest most oh that was the guy that was like yeah. a four-hour challenge right i know it was so long and he just like had this big monologue to jeff and that's how he passed the time and yeah. so which to be I, fair i don't, I don't remember four hours but it was it, it long was, it was super long i don't remember what the foot situation was for any of those previous seasons if it was like on a tiny little peg or not for which sure. would which would make a big difference but um it just felt like someone could have lasted longer than 10 minutes who probably set out yeah which we have seen in in the past survivor when they bring back a challenge that went especially long they make it much more difficult um so that would not be out of the question if their their foot pedal was much smaller yes um yeah but you know alex so obviously right i I don't think obviously i think jonathan Lindsay had a chance chance to win that uh Lindsay is very competitive and and her own right which also like we got the um photo montage from her and i was like oh no Lindsay might be going home mm-hmm. obviously like she did not go home uh but like like we finally got this content from Lindsay, which does play into my potential theory that she's getting the uh erica edit um but they go back to camp and they are right talking about like Lindsay's decision they're, they're thinking about all right what's the backup plan if Lindsay is safe if she wins this game of chance and we see a lot of different strategies start to play out all right we see Romeo's name get thrown out Mike's name get thrown out and Drea's name all get thrown out uh Alex my question for you is how do you feel about Drea sharing her advantage was that my question for you how do you think i feel about it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't feel great about it whatsoever i i i think we said this earlier this season with the beware advantage where like i think mike gave daniel the full note to read and it's like just tell them a little bit of the advantage just say hey i have an idol or hey I, i have to say this phrase in order to make it happen I don't know or I don't have a vote until merch I don't know but don't give all of the context for it and uh so the fact that Drea didn't just say hey I can steal Mike's idol or hey let's have a backup plan in case stuff goes down with idols tonight and idol gets played let's vote Mike and and if she says that's Omer and Lindsay and Romeo like she takes his idol, plays it for herself, and can kind of look at those three to see, like, hey, like, here's your cue, and idol got played, vote for Mike. So I just, I, there was another path, and it was right there. There were plenty of paths, and the easiest path was just so don't say, don't say it. a thing about yeah. what, about what you have. I, I just like, I don't understand why she felt the need to do, I mean, I, I mean I, I logically she probably was trying to make sure she navigated to make sure mike went home and navigate those relationships mm-hmm. i think it was less about keeping trust with omar as much as it was about making sure mike went home after that happened yeah. but like um i like just steal just steal the idol and right we we get a confessional from from drea about i'm feeling starting to feel the heat uh we have a great you know, moment in tribal council where she's like, I see people go here and I'm watching. I see people mm-hmm. go here and I'm watching. And Jeff taught, brought up how it felt like a horror movie happening, which like, uh, I don't want Drea coming after me in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> so uh, she, uh, I just don't like, you You felt nervous. So just, just like play, don't say anything. Yeah. Play, play, go get your idol, right? Yeah. From Mike. And explain it later and, and, and play it and go like, yeah, I think you guys are coming after me. So I'm playing it right now. Yep. Uh, and, or, or don't play it after that fact. And then you have an idol for, for the next vote. Right. That like fun. Like that, that honestly, yeah. maybe that's what she should have done is uh, caused chaos and did not like taken the idol and not played the idol. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I don't know if that'd be effective or not, especially if they were targeting her already. I, I, I feel like they'd probably keep, 
they'd still vote for her even if she didn't play the idol. But um, I, and it's always different. Every situation is different in this of like, all right, do I expose a part of my advantage to my closest ally in order to gain that trust? If I do, what will happen if I don't and we come back, do I lose trust? And, and so it, I don't think it's black and white, but I think with the knowledge is power advantage, that's one you have to keep locked down um, because you just, we've seen two seasons in a row now. Like two seasons. The exact same thing happened. Um, well, I, to Liana's credit, it wasn't her fault that it got shared. So, but she shared it. Um, she, she did share it, but it was not her fault. It got shared more broadly. Yes. So <laughs> it just, that feels like an advantage that you just have to take your chances and explain, Hey, like I, I had to keep this airtight. Um, and for us, you know, ha- have a really good post tribal conversation with your allies and explain it. And if you lose some trust, Hey, at least you're in the final six. Like, let's and, and, and listen, like I, I, you can even play it too of like, Hey, Omar, I, I don't trust Jonathan. He keeps coming after me and I, and I don't trust uh, Mike. And I know that I trust you, but I don't know that you should be trusting them. And so that's why I did this, right? Yeah. Like you don't even have to play it off of like, this is for us. It says, I don't trust those people to protect my best interest. So I protected my best interest. Yes. And so I just, Drea, don't, don't. So, okay. Which we, uh, we'll, we'll get into this now, right? Obviously, Drea goes home, but we, we see, what? I think, two people, right? Both Hi and Drea, right? This is the pitfall of power in the game, right? When, when, you, when you start to get too much power is you start to feel too comfortable or try to get too cute with things that are happening, right? Like yes. we, we shuffled back to Hi a couple votes ago, right? We said taking Roxbury out was a bad move long term and it clearly was a bad move long term right yeah you should have just gotten romeo out uh and so and now we see drea has had all this power all season i, I don't think she's the one been dictating the votes not in the way that maybe high was based off of what we've seen but right you, you feel a little bit too safe and comfortable um and, and so you start sharing things that you shouldn't share which we, we saw her do that at the beginning of the year too, uh, yeah. with Tori and uh, Swathi in the, in the water. But yes. it's just sad. The, the irony of it though, Caleb, we are always back and forth with our picks, right? I and know. I think of like 39, the first time we ever, ever did winter picks, they were the top two. Uh, I think of winners at war, you and I had the second and third place finishers uh, on our teams. And we, we did a larger, you know, five people, uh, five person draft. Um, last year was a little different, uh, <laughs> 41, but like Australian Survivor, post-merge, our people went back to back. We each came in three out of six players each on our fantasy tribes. And it was back to back, back to back, back to back for all three. And now we see this season, we each have lost three people and they've gone back to back, back to back, back to back uh, with high Andrea being our two winner picks. So um, that's just cool. I, <laughs> I have nothing more we to just, say. We know how to pick them basically. <laughs> yeah. um, Alex. So that that's my other thing too, right? Like um, another, another advantage that, you know, got kind of was at play here uh, that wasn't played was the amulet advantage. Yes. Uh, and we talked at the beginning of the season of like, it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the three play it out. Like, do you target somebody or not target somebody? And we see both Drea and Lindsay go about the other one possibly going home. Well, it wouldn't be a bad thing. So like there wasn't a direct targeting, but I have to believe that the decision for Lindsay and Omar to do what they did, uh, cause it, Omar went to Lindsay to share what was happening. Yes. Uh, that that was in Lindsay's mind, right? That, that, I, that I get a vote. And this is what I wonder, I, if they ever, I hope they bring the amulet advantage back because I think it's an interesting one um, that adds layers to the game that we talked about is the three people that are in it, as soon as one of you goes, it's going to be the other person 
I need to get the other one out. Yes. Like, right. It, it, it's that third person will hold the key to you not turning on one another. Yes. Uh, and, and we kind of see that play out here is that as soon as high is gone, oh, well, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world. Well, and I just, I hate that Lindsay told Omer and Mike about it. I know. Uh, uh, because and, and, had she not, she would have an idol going into the final six that no one knows about, uh, which be would right. be clutch. I mean, that would be perfect for her because she's not even a target going into the final six. And so played at the final five, the last time you can do it, you're guaranteed at least fire making. Um, and it's like or, telling them if I'm Mike or Omer, I'm going after Lindsay. Like, and, and I, it has to be a blind side because if I don't get her out at six, I know she has a straight shot to the final four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wish she didn't tell them. But um, I, I thought that same thing of like, I, I feel like her and Drea probably could work really well together. But if I'm Lindsay and other people are coming to me and saying, hey, Drea's a new target, I'm not mad about it. And I'm not yeah. going to try and change it because in the back of my mind, it's like, all right, sweet. Like, I'll sacrifice a potential ally to get an idol. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Which, uh, kind of the last thing before we talk about tribal, which there's not much to talk about with tribal. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Omar and Lindsay are, are the two people that kind of, it seems that this decision comes down to about will they take Mike's advantage uh, or will they, yeah, will they ask Mike for his advantage to give him the heads up uh, or let Drea just take it? Did they make the right call keeping Mike uh, or should they have kept Drea? Ooh. I mean, they're both on my fantasy tribe, so uh, (laughs) (laughs) that isn't playing into this. I think they made the right call uh, taking out Drea. I think if I'm looking at the final three, a case to win, if I let Drea take out Mike, that is a huge move Drea can talk about to win the game. Mm-hmm. If I flip it, save Mike and take out Drea, Mike is now even more indebted to me. And now that's my move that I can talk about at the final yeah. tribal council. So I, I think it's the right call. Um, yeah, I, I'm really curious of like how the final three is going to shake down. I have a suspicion Romeo will probably be in the top three. Um, but I just don't know how the rest will, because I think Lindsay, Mike, Omer all have great chances there. Marianne could slip in. Um, Jonathan could slip in. I don't think he could win the game, though. So I think if someone's in there against Jonathan or Romeo, I think it's a guaranteed win, uh, potentially a swept jury at that point. But um, I, I'm curious to see how this group of three uh, with Omer, Lindsay, and Mike how they shake out to get to the end um, because I think it might be a little messy. I could see Lindsay if she doesn't win um, the next <laughs> uh, immunity challenge and then has that idol. I could see her kind of uh, being the one getting getting burned by the other two. Yeah, for sure. It is a um, yeah. I, I agree. I think they made the right call, um, especially like don't give Drea another advantage in her pocket to do something with, right? I, that you can't control. Um, I'm intrigued to see how this whole idol thing happens because Michael's clearly okay, just like not having an idol anymore. Um, which like, I also wonder like, was there a move for Mike to no longer like, like to do something else with his idol, right? Rather than uh, like go to Drea and say, hey, I, I hear this is happening. Uh, I don't think we should trust Omar because like he keeps flipping things on everybody. Let's not target one another and let's go after Omar together. I, I think he, Mike has too much trust in Omar at this point, but yeah, I like um, that. That could be fun. It could, could have been fun. Um, so we get to tribal, obviously Lindsay, right. Picks the correct one, which like, you know, production has made some questionable decisions in the last two seasons of survivor, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and so normally I give Survivor the benefit of the doubt, but something seems a little fishy to me that twice in a row, 33% odds were, were one, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and again, like 
each season it's an independent odd so it's always 33 percent. it doesn't matter like what what the previous one was that doesn't impact what the current one is the current odds that's a uh, three semesters of stats for you but uh wow, you went to college for that wow yeah. <laughs> it, um but even looking back season 39 we had a 50 50 chance uh to get an advantage i think um and they won it uh season 40 we had a 50 50 chance uh to get an advantage and they also won it uh th- last season we had a 33 percent chance to be safe and they won it and now we have another 33 percent chance and they won it as well so um yes no one's gotten a no <laughs> with like <laughs> one of these boxes or coins uh which feels fishy to me i mean to be fair that we have not seen shot in the dark work and I, and uh sure. i feel like they want that thing to work so uh it's, it's interesting. I think they wanted to work with the right player. And I don't That's... think uh, <laughs> Zach uh, or Mariah were, were those players. Um, I, I'm a little shocked. I thought it'd work for Tori. Uh, well, yeah. she, was, she was just such a good antagonist of the season that it felt like if they were going to manipulate it, they would for Tori. It's true. Uh, which, like, speaking of the shot in the dark, Alex, before we get into our last couple questions here, um, or let's say out without play out last question. Why doesn't Drea play her shot in the dark here? Uh, I feel like, right, she is, she knows that Omar has betrayed her. Yeah. And so, because otherwise she would have had an idol in her hand. And uh, like, she goes and plays both boats. Um, but like, you got to think. Yeah. I, I'm the target. I, I agree. I, I think anytime things with idols don't go your way at tribal council, a red flag has to go off in your mind. But time after time, we see that not happening. Um, and I'm trying to put myself in, in, in her shoes. And I think if I'm hyper-focused on getting mic'd out and I ask him for this idol and I'm nervous about it, I'm, my adrenaline's pumping and he says, no, I am so confused at what's happening. And I've just exposed myself but I know I have two votes for Mike and have this extra vote. I need some order within the chaos. So I'm just doing my vote um, as I plan to. That'd probably be my, my thought process. It's not the best one. I think the best one is playing the shot in the dark um, yeah. at that point. Uh, and I think there's still a question of like, can't she play the extra vote if she plays shot in the dark? Yeah. Um, which maybe I, I'm assuming no <laughs> at this point, because I think she would have. Uh, if she could vote at least once and still play the shot in the dark. So who knows? But I think it was the right move. I think that's a very difficult move in the moment to call. Yeah, the only thing I can think of in terms of explaining, right, is maybe she was expecting uh, a split vote of some kind. Mm -hmm. And because she had the extra vote, she decided to risk not not being safe at all, but being able to play both votes. And if she knows that Romeo is working with her to put votes on Mike, that's that's three votes on Mike. Yeah. Uh, and that could break a split vote very, very easily. Yeah. Um, but I still think that you got to play the shot in the dark because it's an option for you uh, when something that explicit happens to you. Um, well, I, I think it was... I think it was in Chanel's exit press. Someone asked her like, Hey, why don't you play the shot in the dark? And she was like, honestly, I forgot about it. Like, <laughs> like I, like so much was happening. I genuinely just forgot. Um, and I feel like that's real too. You know, yeah. like, we haven't seen it in a while um, or at least a couple episodes now. So, and I feel like that tribal and tour used it. It was um, the way the voting happened and, and stuff like that was just um, atypical of a tribal council. So yeah, it was just, didn't think about it i can see myself doing that as well yeah but we have to talk about how great drea is in her exit of like i've said ever since i started watching australian survivor i like it because i think people even when they get hardcore blindsided they smile they laugh they're there's no hard feelings for the most part um and it felt very much like that of like she was happy she's laughing with mike she's joking around with him after having just voted for each other and um 
I, I appreciated the call out to everyone. Um, I, I think having watched it twice, I, I heard her say, you know, Lindsay, I'm rooting for you. You know why? Which I love that. And it's almost like there was a slight hesitation. She realized that might not be good to say. So then she just started saying something to every single person. It was like, Jonathan, uh, you were going after the whole time, but I never was going after you. Uh, <laughs> Romeo, you're always on the bottom. <laughs> and just kind of going down the line. Um, and I like that she called out Omer um, to say, hey, you were the only one I told that to. I need everyone else to know that. I don't think it's, I, I think Omer's still in a good spot. I don't think it hurts yeah. Omer because it I, helped I, Mike. It saved Mike's life. Yeah. So in the final six, it made Mike even closer to him. Having get having gotten Dre out, it gives Lindsay an idol. Like that's a group of three that's really happy Dre just went home. So um, I, I don't think it hurts uh, as much as uh, it was maybe intended to. Yeah, which also like uh, right, we get the quote from Mike of like she he gets the kiss of death from Drea. However, if I'm like sitting there with Omar or even Lindsay. I have to be thinking to myself. Uh, well, maybe not Lindsay, because I think Lindsay and Dre are, are, are tight. Um, but is, right, who's actually a threat to, like, what was, was did Drea, like, Drea knows what she's doing. Did she throw that on Mike to steer clear from somebody else, yeah. right? Uh, to to yeah. put that target somewhere else that's not on those people. And so if that's not me that she's doing that for, who might else it be? Um, hmm. Because Mike, Mike doesn't seem like this big, big threat. I, I think he's a threat to win. Uh, let me be clear. I think he's very well liked. Uh, but he doesn't seem like this big, like, in the way that people were talking in this episode, that Dre is an obvious winner if she gets there. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so that kind of does it for the the episode. I, we talked a lot. But, w- as always, who are your outwit, outplay, outlast players or moments of the week? We'll start with outwit, that social strategy um who's your outwit player this week alex yeah for me it's uh it's mike um i think he had a great game this week i i think he's at the center of a lot of strategy and and also it's um you know i'll I'll get to this in the next category but uh with omer kind of really taking advantage of drea's knowledge of power advantage um it was to benefit mike um and so mike wasn't the one messing around with that advantage, but it was because of his bond with Omer uh, that that all went down. And so it's that social piece with Omer that, that I think he is really locked in tight uh, with him. So I, I think he's in a socially really healthy spot. He's bonded at the merge with Jonathan. He's bonded with Lindsay and Omer um, at that reward challenge that Lindsay won a, f- a few episodes ago. So I feel like he's in a he's in a decent spot with anyone who has um, so, some social power. Um, yeah, I think he can grow more with Marianne um, and maybe Romeo. But it, but again, I I don't know how much of a bond with Romeo would matter at this point for Mike's game. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. I think when I think about outwit this episode, uh, I continue to be impressed with Omar's social relationships. Uh, and I think that was displayed in Drea telling Omar about the advantage. I think it's displayed in Omar's continuing like alliance with Lindsay that we're seeing uh, that is, I think has been stronger than we've realized. Uh, but I also would like want to point out, and this may just be like happenstance that he was there, but early in the episode, we saw... Um, them complaining about uh jonathan uh and and two groups i think i think it was maybe Romeo or drea complaining about jonathan and then uh and i believe and this may be Lindsay that i'm thinking about so i apologize in advance if it's her but whoever it was uh, i think it was omar omar was in both complaining groups mm. like that he was on both sides like bonding with both groups of people over this like being disgruntled at the other and like that is just that's that's real good if he's doing that intentionally um and like which i'll go back and read and, and double check this if it was Lindsay, even more like yeah. Lindsay's my outwit player of the week then uh so yeah. uh but omar for my knowledge at this point is outwit player 
What about outplay challenges, advantages? Who wins your outplay of the week? Uh, well, I thought about just saying Jonathan and Lindsay for participating, um, but I think I'm more <laughs> frustrated with the twist rather than the player. So yeah. I'm going to go with Omer um, for really manipulating and maximizing Drea's advantage. We saw it happen last season, but the season four te- season 42 castaways did not see it happen. Um, and I love that it played out the same way for Mike and Omer. Um, so for Omer to see it, know what to do and execute it when it wasn't even his advantage, um, that's incredible. So Omer's my outplay yeah. player. Yeah, my outplay actually goes to Mike. I think it is, uh, he didn't have a lot of options knowing that that was potentially a possibility, but being able to let go of an idol to do something different, hmm. uh, to make sure the target's not on you, uh, to build relationships. I, I think it was, an, you know, it takes a lot of guts to do that, right? He could have scrambled and like, wait, done something like we said in terms of like, let's go throw it on Omar. Like, it, but that may not have worked and he could yeah. have been out um anyways too and so like i just want to highlight like you know we've seen in survivor right the idol kind of always seems as the all-powerful object but it's just a tool uh as one of my favorite survivor players of all times likes to say uh that an idol will keep you safe for one vote Uh, or or the immunity necklace will keep you safe for one vote i'm talking about tommy sheenhan uh and um but the social relationships is what keeps you safe for multiple votes to the end. And so like, um, yeah, shout out to Mike. Yeah. May Tommy may be right, but it's more fun to see, uh, the, the, uh, antagonist, uh, the villain, if you will, uh, having an idol, uh, and a meeting necklace and some other advantage. I can't remember in saying, okay. Um, so, uh, but the, the, the reason I want to ha- highlight Mike here too is right. Like people will like look at Omar and Lindsay for getting the, the idol from Mike. Like, like great job guys. Like y'all did that. But like, that is Mike's play to do too. Right. Like he yeah. makes the call to, right. And this is respect to what we say. Like there's always like, it's never just one person's responsibility. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I mean, it's just that, the same coin, right? Like yeah. I said, Mike was outplay for this reason. You said Omar was outplay. I said Omer was out or outwit. I yeah. said Omer was outplay. You said Mike was outplay. Like two sides of the same coin here. Yeah. Um, they're both power players at this point uh, in the season. And I'm assuming I'm I'm going to go on a limb and say our outlast is probably the same. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, mine's Lindsay. Oh yeah. Okay. Why why Lindsay? So I think she is in the best position. I think the Taku four being in the top six is extremely powerful i think she is tight with omer she wants to distance herself from jonathan but i think she is still jonathan's number one um she's the only person that can beat jonathan and she has an idol at this point i i I think she's not on anyone's radar she never has been on anyone's radar and i i don't think she's a front runner to win but i think omer's the front runner to win but there, there is a path, and we're getting more and more of Lindsay articulating her experience, her strategy, what she's going through, even since um, when she won the first immunity, like won the reward and immunity two weeks ago, and said, I haven't won anything, and now we see her going on a roll uh, of, of doing very well. So that's why Lindsay, Lindsay is my outlast, and I think Mike, Omer, and Lindsay would be my top three going into the top six. Yeah. In no uh, way, but yeah. For sure. Uh, contrarian pick. Hot take, if you will. Uh, my outlast player is Marianne. Uh, and not so much for anything that she did as much as the things that she hasn't done so far and has the opportunity to do in the, in the final six and final five. Um, we've talked about the power of having an advantage that nobody knows about. Uh, and at this point, Marianne is the only person that has an advantage that no one knows about. Omer, no, everyone knows about her extra vote. Not her idol. 
Oh, I forgot she had an idol. There you go. I, I like <laughs> even more, Alex. Right? Like, oh, never mind it. Yeah, she's like, she's good. I in my like. Thank you for making my point. You're welcome. Right? You're welcome. Is that she? <laughs> she like she has an extra vote, but she also has that idol. And cool. so, I again, I don't know that Marianne can win, but. Drea going home. Honestly, Drea, Mike, or Lindsay going home was the best for her game. The worst for her game was Romeo going home. Right, her path to victory is Romeo sitting in the final three with her, with potentially Jonathan uh, there. Um, and maybe Mike. Uh, maybe Mike or, or, or like it. Yes. All of this predicates like the reason why I'm saying Marianne and what she potentially has the opportunity to do is that. I know that Lindsay has a, an idol, obviously, right now, uh, but she has the opportunity because no one knows about it to make a play with that idol to get somebody out. And like that is her move to like propel her to the end of the game. And so um, the fact that like we, we've gone to this point in the tribal like, that, that she doesn't seem to be a target. Again, I don't know that Marianne can win overall, but I think with Drea going home, her having a, an idol that no one knows about, she is in a good spot to um, do something a little wild. Um, coming right. up. Yeah, so. I, I completely forgot about that idol. And I was going to say, like, Marianne's path is she needs to do something crazy. Uh, she yeah. needs to do something big and strategic. And she has the tools to do it at this point. It will just be, can she, can the stars align and can she make it happen? Uh, which it just hit me. We are headed towards a, an advantage Mageddon collision course hmm. at final five. Yeah. There are three idols in play. Omar's now, formerly Mike's. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. The amulet and Marianne's. And someone would win immunity so we are we are in a collision course right now for Oof. uh which like i just that just hit me and i'm very sad about it if that's what ends up happening yeah because like because you know it which, <laughs> uh let, let, it, it'll either be like someone mike or romeo going home uh yeah. and like what would be crazy if it's like romeo beats jonathan i know <laughs> and jonathan's the odd one out because the other three all have <laughs> idols <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that's how he gets sent home um oh and that and that's what i mean too of like maybe marianne or right if if someone other than if one of the three idol people uh at final five wins immunity they can play their idol for somebody else to get them yes. out i i also kind of want a you know uh natalie white moment of did you tell did you vote for who i vote told you to vote for natalie anderson Natalie, yeah, sorry, Natalie, I'm just, my, my apologies. Um, how I always mix up their last names. Um, the uh, Natalie Anderson moment and yeah. and Marianne going, uh, I want to play this on Romeo. Oh, that'd be yeah. so good. <laughs> that now that that's keep saying that, Caleb. I know, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for it. Well, uh, Alex, you, you kind of already mentioned Romeo is your or not Romeo, but Omar is your front runner. Uh, I agree. Omar is in the driver's seat to win the game based off of everything that we've seen so far. I do think uh, Lindsay, Mike, and Marianne are dark horses to win the game. I would probably a Lindsay, Mike, Marianne being the order I would choose those dark horses. Um, and so, uh, which like coming into the final six, uh, that's a good sign in terms of knowing people and understanding like their games. Uh, I don't know that we could have said this going into last season's final six about who we thought was going to win. Uh, we didn't know two of them. So. <laughs> exactly. Including um, the winner. Including the winner. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Um, but any last thoughts for our listeners that have made it this far? Not at all. Thanks okay. for hanging in there. Well, oh, I, it, I, I do have some thoughts. I hope y'all have a great day tomorrow even if you're listening in the morning i i hope tomorrow's a great day well 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 wise words from encouraging words from from alex christ well with that check us out on instagram at speaking llama you can find all of our episodes and more on apple podcast and spotify or wherever you find your podcast of choice um like subscribe comment let us know what you think uh and join us on wednesday for uh our next 
episode episode 11 that's coming up this next Wednesday. Uh, But until then, we'll speak Lama to you later.